Hello, and welcome to episode 222 of the End Focus podcast. I am your solo host, Andrew Brown. Sylvia and Rosalie are both out this week, so I'm going to spend the next little while talking about the game that I played this week, Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. So let's go ahead and jump right into that. So this week I played Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is an HD re-release of what I believe is a, a Kirby game from the Wii. Now as a Kirby game, and especially as a older style Kirby game, it's fairly simple in its design and it's also fairly easy, but also, as is typical of the Kirby games, it gets much more difficult as you get into its endgame and its postgame challenges. Uh, the very first thing that I noticed about this game is in its cutscenes, it has this really ugly filter over every video that I think is supposed to make it look like it's vellum or parchment or some kind of aged paper, like this is some kind of old storybook. Uh, it looks terrible and every time it shows up. I don't know if they put this on there as some kind of stylistic choice, or if they used the cutscenes from the Wii version of the game, which would have been in standard definition, and just up them, and they used this filter to hide that fact. I'm not sure. All I know is it's incredibly ugly. Now, what these cutscenes show is how the story starts, where Kirby and Bandana Waddle Dee and King Dedede and Meta Knight are all relaxing around the planet Popstar, getting up to their own activities, when suddenly a ship, a giant boat, appears in the sky from space and crash lands on the planet. All four of them rush inside, and there they meet a character named Magalore, who in typical Kirby style asks through pantomime to help him out, go around and pick up all of the ship parts that have broken off of his ship so he can repair his ship and return back to where he came from. You just go out as Kirby or as one of the other three characters. Uh, if there is a way to play as them when you're playing single player, I couldn't figure out how to do it, but I do believe if you're playing multiplayer, you can play as Bandana Waddle Dee, King Dedede, or as Meta Knight. I don't know, but I believe that is the case. Uh, and you just go across seven different worlds of fairly simple design. And at the end of each world, you get the next ship part. You return them to Magalore, you get all the ship parts, then you fight the final boss. You see the ending, you're done. It's not complicated. And as I said, it's fairly typical for a Kirby game. In fact, playing this, I was surprised how much it plays and even looks almost exactly like Kirby's Adventure all the way back on the NES, which is the Kirby game that I, by far, have the most experience with. Now, while playing through this story mode, there's a bit more to do than just beating each level and getting all the ship parts. There are 120 total power cores, which have also broken off of Magalore's ship, which you can find hidden across the levels. They're not hidden with a great deal of cunning. I was able to find where all of them were on the first visit, and only a few of them I had to replay the level because they were just situated in places where if I didn't do it exactly right the first time, then I had to replay the entire level to get it. Those situations were really annoying, and I resented them every time, but I could probably count the number of times that that happened actually on one hand. It wasn't that big a deal. 
And the more power cores that you get, then you unlock extra rooms back in Magalore's ship. These rooms range from like a museum where you can unlock more of Kirby's trademark copy abilities. Or down in the bowels of the ship, there are these rooms where you can play competitive multiplayer in mini-games. This seemed kind of redundant for a reason that I will get into in a little bit. And most importantly, there were the challenge rooms, which are short obstacle courses where you have to use one of Kirby's copy abilities in an especially skillful way. And if you can get to the end of that challenge room by defeating every enemy, getting every pickup, and without taking damage, then you will get the top marks from it. And that's one of the things you have to do for 100% completion. Getting 100% completion in this game is quite the undertaking. When I got to the end of story mode, I was only about 33-34% of total completion. That was finding all the ship parts, obviously, and finding all 120 of the power cores, but without really doing anything else, uh, specifically those challenge rooms. And in typical Kirby fashion, once you finish that story mode, you do unlock the extra mode, which is a harder version of the story. So the exact same challenges, the exact same levels. I have to get all those power cores again. I have to do the challenge rooms over again. But the characters have less health. The bosses have new attacks and new strategies you have to take to beat them. And it's just generally a much more difficult mode. Advertised win... Return to Dreamland Deluxe was announced in a Nintendo Direct, I believe, late last year. Uh, they have added a new mode, Magalore Epilogue, the Interdimensional Traveler, which takes place after you've beaten the game, and Magalore has returned to his home dimension, and you have to help him get all of his abilities back and get a bunch of MacGuffins put together so he can get back, uh, back on track on his life. The big gimmick for this mode is Magalore starts with almost no power. He can do his short-range magic attack and he can jump. That's about it. But as you're exploring each level, you'll find orbs and as you defeat enemies and destroy the trademark Kirby star blocks, then you can build up a combo meter and use that combo meter to get more orbs and you can spend those orbs to upgrade Magalore's abilities. You can make it so he can jump and hover. You can make it so his magic attacks are stronger and go further and fire faster and all kinds of different variations on his abilities. It makes for a really combat-oriented design. The level design doesn't change that much from how it is in the regular Kirby game and Really, now that I'm saying it to myself out loud, you know, I spend a lot of time fighting things in a regular Kirby game, too. But just the way I'm rewarded for fighting things and the way you have to do it to earn those orbs to get Magalore's abilities, it just feels like there's a lot more emphasis on it. Whereas in the regular Kirby mode, it's just kind of there in between all of the obstacles and all of the rewards there are a few unique things to Magalore Epilogue that make it stand out from the Kirby level design. The big one is there are defense points. There are a few locations in each level where you'll come across a glass dome filled with orbs and you have to protect them from attacking enemies. And after the waves are all done, then you can get all of the orbs that are still inside that defense point. If it gets attacked at all, then you get fewer orbs. 
There are also ordeal doors, which are very similar to the challenge rooms, and you finish them using Magalore's specific abilities, and you get more orbs. It's just orbs, 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 orbs. As a result of all this orb gathering, it does begin to feel like quite a bit of a grind, especially when after you beat the penultimate boss, and then you're just ready to go straight into the final boss, you actually raise the level caps on all of your abilities, and there's really no way to get more orbs except to just go back and play the levels that you just got done doing. It was a grind I was not at all excited to do. Really, at that point, Magalore is actually an impressively powerful character for a Kirby game. He has all kinds of abilities. He can summon spells from every direction. He can just stand in place and absorb enemy attacks. He can teleport short distances and damage enemies when he reappears. He just becomes a total damage god by the end of the game. And Yet, even having said that, the final boss for the Magalore epilogue was quite challenging. I was very pleased with this, actually, because I was worried, as I said uh, when it was announced during a Nintendo Direct, that this was going to be short, an afterthought, not a whole lot to it. You'll be done with it in a half an hour. That's definitely not it. It's not super long. I finished it in less than three hours, but there's there's quite a bit more substantial here than just a short little story mode that you do to catch up with this character after the credits. I was worried that this game, this package as a total, was going to be Kirby Star Allies again. It's definitely not that. There's a substantial bit of game here, because in addition to Magalore Epilogue, there's also a place called Merry Magoland, which is a Magalore-themed theme park filled with mini games from across the Kirby franchise and there are 100 total goals you have to accomplish in all of these mini games. I think there's 10 total, maybe there's 8 and there's an easy, medium and a hard difficulty on each of them. And if you've played any past Kirby games, especially the ones from the 90s, then all of the games are here. There's the egg catching game where a King DDD robot throws eggs and bombs at Kirby, and you have to open his mouth to catch the eggs, but not catch the bombs. And there's the Samurai Quick Draw minigame, of course, which I'm just terrible at, which is why I'm absolutely never going to get 100% completion on this game. And speaking of the Samurai Kirby game, there's also Samurai Kirby 100, where you and 99 other players play against each other. Now, it's pretty simple what they've done here. Really, you're just getting matched up with 100 other people. It's not happening simultaneously. It's asynchronous multiplayer, but I'm still trying to uh, press the button as fast as I can when that exclamation point comes up, and matching that time, that time in milliseconds, up against 9,900 other players who have also played on the same day. You've got to be really good to get top ranks. I always get between 15 and 20 milliseconds. You got to be way faster than that. You got to be like 10 milliseconds to compete with top level players on this, not to mention to beat the Samurai Quick Draw on the hardest difficulty. And then there's the, the rock splitting minigame from Kirby Superstars in here as well, and just a bunch of other minigames. There's just so much to do here in Mary Magoland. Really, this could have been a game unto itself. <laughs> and finishing all of the uh, 100 goals there in. Mary Magoland, I think, constitutes quite a large percentage of 
finishing the game at least 30 percent because I, I think you know the story mode is about a third of the game the extra mode will be equivalent because it's the same thing but harder so that'd be another third mary magalore's didn't take up that many percentage points even though it, it took me about half the length of time it took me to finish the story mode you know all in all if you just want to quickly zip through kirby return to dreamland deluxe it's about a five to ten hour game including that epilogue but if you go for 100% completion, this will keep you busy for a while. This isn't the complete, you know, dramatic reimagining of a Kirby game the way last year's Kirby and the Forgotten Land was, but it's still a good time. And if you're a fan of the older style Kirby games, I think you'd have a good time with this. If you're like me and you completely missed this game on Wii, then it's a nice throwback to, you know, Kirby's heyday in the 90s the the era of kirby's adventure and kirby superstar it's very much a game in the spirit of those more so than kirby's recent adventures which have been you know experimental like planet robobot or have been standalone downloadable mini games like any number of games i could mention or something you know more new and exciting like forgotten land but this is this is very much a retro style throwback and I had a good time with it. I'm very pleased with the amount of things there are to do with it. Still plenty to keep me busy. This is not the disappointment that Kirby Star Allies was by any means. Although I still would say that Forgotten Land just edges it out for me just for trying something new. There's not really anything new being tried here. It's just doing something that Kirby has done well, continuing to do it well. I was satisfied with this game. So be sure to listen for our next episode where I will be playing an indie game called Dyadic, which is actually made by some co-workers of our erstwhile main host, Andy, who will be returning <laughs> to the podcast someday. We don't know when. And hopefully Sylvia and Rosalie will return in the next episode as well. So thanks for listening to this episode of End Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. And you can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with our lively Game Podular community, and you can follow us on Twitter and at GamePodular.com for updates, news, and other content. Links to all of our socials may be found at linktree slash GamePodular. That's linktr.ee slash GamePodular. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular Patreon. The details for both are on our website. Thanks in advance. This episode was edited by me, and you can follow me on Twitter at PlayCritically and read my long-form reviews at PlayCritically.com. Rosalie is at LIL Record Girl. That's Little Record Girl. And Sylvia can be found at Twitch.tv slash SylvieTori. That's S-Y-L-V-I-E-T-O-R-I.